Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of the Best Life Moms Club and hosts of That Pregnancy Podcast. We are two moms with a bunch of kids under the age of three. Five to be exact. And we know firsthand how hard it is to be a mom. So we're talking about all the topics that no one ever talked to us about. And not only is it hard being a mom, but it can be lonely and isolating, which is another reason why we're here to help moms like you know that you're not alone. Now, it's important to know that we are not doctors or medical professionals in any way. So always talk to your doctor or healthcare provider with any questions or concerns about your health or the health of your baby. We are moms sharing our lived experience and talking about all things pregnancy and life as a mom. So let's have a chat. Hello and welcome to That Pregnancy Podcast. This week we are talking about how friendships can change when you become a mom. Before we hop into the episode, I have a question for you. Do you know someone who's pregnant? Because if you do, tell them about us. We would love to have them listening to our episodes. Okay, so let's talk about friendships when you become a mom. Because not only is becoming a mom hard, which we talk about all the time, and because it's true, but then motherhood and new motherhood kind of compounds relationships and it also exacerbates relationships and stresses that are in relationships and I think sometimes it can be surprising when friendships change or it's something that you're not necessarily prepared for when you become a mom that you know relationships change so motherhood can change so many things about us and friendship is one of them And I think that's maybe something that people aren't necessarily prepared for or aware of possibly happening, but it kind of makes sense, right? It's a major life change. And when you have major life changes, there are a lot of things that change, including relationships. And I think when that happens, it can cause people to have feelings of like loneliness and resentment. They can struggle with sadness or feelings of feeling inadequate and I and that can be really hard when you are postpartum yeah and I think that you know you've gone through some major changes and you know you need to give yourself some time and stuff but sometimes things change and you weren't expecting them and so I know kind of our first point is that friends that we both thought would be there weren't there for us. And I think both of us experienced that to some degree. I know for me, I had a group of friends who we would hang out with all at least once a month, if not more. And they threw me a baby shower and, you know, we were, we were good friends and stuff. And then they kind of disappeared after we had kids <laughs> And Keith and I are like, well, I guess we weren't throwing parties anymore. Um, So, yeah, it was just kind of like there's this big shift. And, you know, because we weren't doing like regular things and I wasn't planning stuff, it all just kind of fell apart. And, you know, that kind of happens. But I kind of thought that they'd uh, be there because they all had kids right we were the ones that didn't have kids they had kids and so I kind of thought oh great like they'll be there they'll mentor me like I can go to them for advice and stuff and then it just yeah they just totally weren't there 
So it was surprising, a little bit hurtful. I totally, like, I've totally worked through it. Um, I still talk with one of them sometimes, not too frequently, um, but they kind of moved away anyways. And then actually, it's funny because the one I talk most with doesn't have any kids. So it's kind of well, funny. It's interesting that you said that like you were, you guys were kind of the only ones who out of that group who didn't have kids at the time. But I wonder if that was because you guys, you know, things kind of fell apart because you were, were the one who was holding things together, who was, you know, making plans because you had the time to do it. And then once you we had, totally were. And then once you had the boy, yeah. like you got busy and everybody else was busy in their own lives and it just kind of floated apart. Yeah, it totally did. And there's nothing wrong with that. And, but like I said, like, so we were the couple that didn't have kids. And then there was like a friend of ours who was single and dating. And obviously she didn't have any kids either. And she's the one that I probably chat with the most. And I know like now that I'm a mom, like you kind of lose track of things. And so you either like keep your friends close or, you know, they kind of get spread apart a bit. And I guess I was always kind of like the glue who was like, okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And then like, you know, when I wasn't doing stuff, no one else kind of stepped in and did stuff, right? Like planned stuff. Yeah, it was just one of those things. But then like I ended up making my mom friends. So like I met you <laughs> and, um, you know, I met some other mom friends that I still hang out with and talk with. And so, you know, it's just it's just different. And, you know, we had fun with those friends. But, you know, like I said, like the one couple we were good friends with, they moved away anyways. So things happen. Life goes on. You had similar experiences too. It can be, it can be really, really hurtful. Absolutely can. And um, yeah, it can be really hurtful. And it's interesting, like when you have people who don't show up, you know, it's disappointing. It's hurtful. It's hard not to dwell on that. And, you know, with my personality, I kind of default into like, I either default into the, like, what did I do wrong? Why, you know, have I messed up? Like, are they mad at me? Or I go into the, like, well, if you're going to, I get kind of get spiteful sometimes. And I'm like, well, if you're going to ignore me, then I'm going to ignore you. But like, that takes time for me to get to that point because I'm in that busyness of, you know, having a new baby. But on the flip side of when people don't show up and how hurtful that can be, there are people who you maybe don't have a, a very close relationship with. They might even just be an acquaintance. And then, you know, they, you have the baby and they step up and they're the ones who build a relationship. They're the ones who are there for you. They're the ones who are checking in on you. And it can be completely different because you're like, oh, you know, like I was friendly with this person. I wouldn't necessarily call us friends, like an acquaintance. But, you know, they're making the effort to check in on you. They're making the effort to like see how they can help you and and talk to you. And and that can build a new relationship and a new friendship. Um, and I've definitely had that happen as well, where it's just like, you know, people here and there. And then, you know, I had Freya and you kind of connect over people or complete strangers who, you know, like through a mutual friend and then you know, you get into 
a conversation and then it just kind of rolls on from there. And so, yes, it can be very hurtful when somebody doesn't show up who you would expect to. And absolutely, this has happened to me. Uh, like it, you know, it's even happened to me with me, with some people who I, who have been, who have been there with me, like through Bray and Finn. And then with Maeve, it's like radio silence. And that's been hurtful and hard. But then I also have to remember, like, for that case specifically, like, we're in a pandemic, right? Everybody's dealing with their own yeah. stuff going on right now. And you know, so there's that added stress of it, but you know, it is disappointing when someone doesn't show up, it is hurtful and it's hard not to take it personally. But I think that's one thing that for so many kind of reasons why relationships change is to kind of keep in mind that it very likely might not be personal. Yeah. And the thing is, you never know what's going on in someone else's life. Right. So you're right. Like they could be, maybe they're struggling with something else and you don't know it. And, you know, unfortunately we all think everything's about us, but sometimes it's just not about us. Right. And you think, oh, I've had a baby. So why aren't people checking on me? But like, you're right. Like they kind of get wrapped up in their own lives and who knows what's going on in their life. But, well, even if they're you know. your best friend, right? Everybody has things that they're not necessarily sharing, even with their best friends. Mm -hmm. So like, oh, for sure. Right. So, you know, if somebody, you know, doesn't show up, you're right. Even if you're, you're you think your best friend, you know, you are best friends or you're very, very close. There's still things that aren't being shared. Um, and I think, you know, specifically right now with COVID, that's definitely kind of amplifying those those things because sometimes people are just tired but I think you kind of started to touch on a really good point is that like when you're pregnant everybody wants to check in on you see how you're feeling they're so excited for you that you're having your baby and then after the baby they're like after the baby's born they're there they want to know like how you're doing they want to see pictures but then like two weeks out it's again, radio silence and nobody is like making the point of checking in on you. Nobody's trying to see how you're doing, how you're feeling. If they do send you a message or they contact you, it's like, how's the baby doing? You're like, oh, well, I'm great. Thanks. Like I'm here too. And like, I've said that too. Like my aunt is, I love my aunt very dearly. We're very, very, very close, but she is, and no shade to her or anything, but like she'll send me a message and she'll be like, how are the kids? And my first response is, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> like, because I'm yeah. like, I'm here too. <laughs> like, but, yeah. you know, so like there are times though, it's hard too when you're pregnant because people are so excited for you to be having this baby and, and they're, you know, all up in your business and they want to know how you're feeling. The baby's born. They want to see everything. They want to know how everything went. And then it's like crickets. Well, and I find that with the first one, everyone's hugely excited for you. And then like you have like the second or the third in your case and like no one really cares. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah. it's, it's like it's really true. It's so true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's comically true. Right. So yeah, it, it absolutely is. And it, you know, it's sex for, you know, those those subsequent babies. But, uh, you know, it's true. Like. Yeah, nobody checks in on you like after later on. 
And I will say like, I have very few people. I only say that from my experience right now is that like, I have very few people who check in on me to see how I'm doing, um, you know, with the kids and being postpartum and everything. Like I have very few people who check in, but like I said, I do realize that this is my third baby and people aren't necessarily, they're excited, but they're not outwardly like, "Ah, you're having a baby, you know, that initial excitement is gone. Um, sorry, Maeve, like, <laughs> well, and, and you're right. The whole pandemic thing. I think everyone else, everyone in the world is so stressed out and tired of the pandemic. And so they do have a lot going, a lot more than normal happening in their personal lives, especially if you've got like kids at home and you're like doing school and trying to work and yeah, it's a whole other ball game. But it is nice that you can have people step up who are unexpected and surprise you because that doesn't happen too. So like this whole podcast is not, this episode is not supposed to be a downer. I'm like, this is what happens. You're going to lose friends because that's not the case. But <laughs> no, is, no, 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 but it's a reality check that some things do happen and kind of like to be aware of it. And it's not necessarily worst case scenario that they don't, you know, that you're not going to be friends with them. You, you know, those negative, those negative reasons. It's just, there are other circumstances that cause things and it is something that happens and it can take people um, aback when it does. And, but there's kind of ways to, you know, to process and, and work your way through that. The number two on the list is distance. Sometimes distance um, makes it more difficult to connect with some of your friends. So I always say like there's like a 20 minute bubble so that if someone lives outside the 20 minute bubble, even if they live 25 minutes away, like you, you just tend to see them less, right? Because there's something about like, oh yeah, they live, they're I got to drive 15 or 20 minutes. But then like all of a sudden you're like 25 minutes. So you're like, oh my gosh that's almost half an hour right like or like if there's traffic then it is half an hour so I always say there's like a 20 minute bubble where if someone lives within the 20 minute bubble you'll see them more frequently than if they live outside of that bubble see I disagree with this only not that dis I so I disagree with the bubble theory that you have I completely agree with that you know friendships can change when people live too far away or not too far away but there's distance involved but like your 20 minute theory for me doesn't sit only because I grew up in the middle of nowhere. So I had to drive, I grew up having to drive, whereas you grew up in a city and mm-hmm. I grew up, but like growing up, I had to drive everywhere. And the closest thing for me was a minimum 30 minute drive. Right. So like I drove 30 to 40 minutes to get groceries. I had an hour to an hour and a half bus ride one way to get to school from like, from kindergarten on. Um, In high school, it was almost two hours, right? So I drew, I drove everywhere. We lived in the middle of nowhere. So for me, driving a half an hour is not a big deal. So I think there is a little bit of difference perspective in your, in your 20 minute, 25 minute bubble, not such an issue for me, even with kids. It's not, I, I still meet up with friends who live in other cities. Um, for for city dwellers I would say yeah right like because for me I was like it's like five minutes ten minutes to the grocery store right so like for me to drive across town is 20 minutes but like for me to drive 
you know, to the next town over, you're looking like half an hour, right? So then you, you, you still do it. You just don't do it as frequently, right? Uh, for example, my roommate from university lives the next town over. She's literally like half an hour from my house. And like, I see her, you know, probably three times a year, right? And we catch up and our kids play together and stuff while well, pre-pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't see her as frequently because she lives half an hour away. Whereas for you, you might think eh, half an hour, I could hang out with her every week. But like for us, it's just more work. But both of us grew up in cities, right? Where yeah. we lived five minutes from the grocery store. So yeah, and I right think, perspective on things, right? Yeah. And I think like knowing my friends who I still have some friends that I grew up with, like from my my little hamlet that I grew up in. And, or like my street, because really there was just a street <laughs> with some houses on it. But um, like, we don't hesitate to drive anywhere. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't phase us to drive anywhere. And I've, I've always been like that. I've never really, distance doesn't make such a big difference. You know, when we're talking like two, three hours, yeah, it kind of gets like that. But, but like those shorter distances is not such a big big distance or um, big issue for me but like you said it's perspective and and totally makes sense like when you live in a city like that 30 minutes would seem a lot longer farther away um then oh yeah like I used to think like the like commute like some I knew people who commuted to university from where we live and it's like a half hour drive right and you know, I was like, man, and I actually moved that half hour so that I was like a five minute walk to the university. <laughs> That's so funny. Right? I, I commuted to my undergrad, like to university. Because, <laughs> so I drove 35 minutes to get to my university, like no, 35, 40 minutes to get to university. So like, yeah, I was that friend commuting because I was like, I'm not, yeah. paying rent. I'm not paying rent. I'll stay at home. Yeah. But by the time I, we calculated how much it cost for rent, and how much it was going to cost to buy a car and gas and insurance and all that. It was like the same. See, another perspective. So, I already had a car because I needed yeah. one. Like when I turned 16, I and, needed a car. Yeah. And I didn't have a car because I grew up in the city. Yeah. So if I had to go someplace, I'd just borrow my parents' car or whatnot. Right. Because <laughs> so I many, could walk to school. <laughs> so many perspectives <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> Anyways. So sometimes distance. Uh, it can it can hinder a relation your relationship and like with FaceTime and all sorts of stuff like you can still there are still ways to connect with those people but like you know it's just not necessarily the same and then like when you've got kids you have to consider like you know you have to pack the baby up or like the baby's gonna fall asleep in the car or so then like you're kind of juggling like trying to connect with some of your friends it just it makes it a little bit more harder. It, right? it, does. it absolutely does. And like one of my best friends, she lives two and a half hours away. And like we were, you know, and I will say like. Your our best friend, friend who I'm like, who? Yeah, one, one of my best friends. Yeah. yeah. So like we, you know, life has changed over our 10 years of friendship. And um, it has definitely had a progression and a change through like us meeting and not having kids um both of us were married like married or engaged but so like pre-kids and then she had her kid her first her kids first and then Freya and her son are you know three weeks apart and then she stopped at two and so like 
our kids are at different ages and now like she's her youngest is Freya's age right so is four four and a half almost five so like now we're in totally different phases but does it mean that I love her any less absolutely not do we talk nearly as much as we used to absolutely not either because our lives are very different um but it's just it, it's that ebb and flow of our lives um and you know our trajectories will meet at some point um again and we'll be back where we were 10 years ago um but it is true like the distance you know it was no it was nothing for me to drive up and see her for you know drive pick up for a weekend and go for two and a half drive two and a half hours go see her for the day and drive home like in the middle of the night like it wasn't a big deal um obviously I can't do that now so there is differences and changes um but like I said like I realize that I don't hold anything against it it doesn't mean I value our relationship any less it's just different yeah it just changes and you know it's funny you said things can go back can go back and they might or they might progress in a different way right because like you're two totally different people than you were 10 years ago when you first met no you're you're absolutely right right. yeah yeah for sure we are very different yeah and it's funny because like with my roommate from university who lives in the city beside ours it's interesting because like she has twin boys who are a year and two days older than my twin boys so we have like from her (laughs) that you got exactly yeah we all just pass it along it's really neat because this kind of leads into number three kind of which is different life phases so for me and her we're actually in like kind of like the same life phase so and because we have twin boys we kind of can we've kind of rebonded over the whole twin thing right it's not that we weren't friends we always were friends we always saw each other and stuff but like it's kind of given us this super connection now because we get to talk about the twin thing right but whereas like for other friends we're in completely different life phases and we no longer share common interests that's what exactly what I was going to say is that like the common interest like kind of goes with the season and the phase of life but then it also connects to what are your common interests and you know, as we grow and change and develop as individuals and as people, our interests change. And so it's only natural that our, when our interests change, that relationships change as well. And that's no different to our friendships um, because your common interests are what bring you together. And as you grow and change, when those common interests change, those interests change a little bit, then if there's other other things in play, like distance or busyness levels, then it's natural that your interests will change. So this isn't something that is specifically targeted or the result of becoming a mom, because this happens through your entire life, is that your interests change and by default, you know, some relationships change. I think, and like I said, like it happens throughout our lives, but I think it's kind of maybe amplify this change obviously this massive common interest or this massive interest change in you being that you have a baby and now you're in the baby world and so your interests are going to be baby related and if your friend is not in that situation I think that change can feel very very sudden because it's like all of a sudden you have a baby and it's it kind of 
amplifies that drastic change. Even though it, it's something that we experience throughout our lives, it's like you have a baby and it's all of a sudden amplified. You're like you're different now or your interests are different. With becoming a mom, there is a hard, hard, you are now a mom, right? You, the baby comes out of you and this is the moment where it all changes. Yeah, right? that's why. I like even, even when you're pregnant, it is still like, you can still go out with your friends and stuff. And then all of a sudden, as soon as your first baby comes out, that is the hard here. I am in my, I'm in this life phase. It is completely different. And then all of a sudden you're calm and you're, you're most, you're, are most interested in being a mom because that is your focus, especially in the first little bit, right? You're yeah. recovering. You've just had a baby. You're just getting the hang of it. Right. So that is your major focus. So that's why I made you know, the popping sound like the boop, there's a baby because it, <laughs> whatever hole it comes like whatever place it comes out of, there's a popping sound. <laughs> so, but like for your friends who don't have babies, right. They, they totally don't understand the shift, right. Because they're still living the, the non-parent life. Right. And it's, it is completely different and you won't even really get the difference until you become a parent. And I think that, you know, it's just important to rep to acknowledge that you've entered this life phase and sometimes your friends, they might not understand it or they might struggle with it. And then it just kind of leaves a little bit of a gap. And then perhaps, you know, you and that friend might reignite the friendship again, like once your friend joins the, the parenting club, right? Or, you know, sometimes people end up going separate ways. It just, you know, life phases and, you know, what people are doing. It just sometimes things naturally, you know, naturally part or sometimes they naturally part for a bit and then go back together. So Yeah, yeah. Like, and you know what, Peter and I have like some really close friends uh, or I should say who were friends who were very, very close. Like we were inseparable Um and we used to do everything with them. And funny enough, they were a set of twins. And so like, I was really close with one twin and Peter was really close with the other twin. Um, and uh, so like we did everything, but, and they were there for us. Um, they were amazingly supportive when we had Freya and they were excited when we had Finn and haven't heard anything from them went since like having me. Now, they live a childless life. They are non-parents and they will never have children. That's their choice. Like they, they don't ever want to have kids. And so like our interests are very, you know, our worlds are very different right now. Um, so, you know, I'm not surprised by not hearing from them. Do I miss them greatly? Yeah. And do I miss like us having fun and going to escape rooms because we love to go to escape rooms together? Yeah, I do. Um, but I still, you know, I still love them and, you know, I get excited when I see something on social media that they're doing and, you know, I'll send a comment here and there, but like our friendship isn't where it was um, or where it has been. And, and it's just, it's that natural common interest. Like our worlds are very different. We live very, very different lives now, but they're great. Like I love them. They're great. And they, you know, if something, if they, they're the type of people that like, even though we haven't spoken in over a year, they, something would happen and they'd be the first people there to make contact to try and help you. You know what I mean? So like, sometimes you have those friendships where 
even if you don't keep up, you know, you can also pick up where you guys left off, right? Like, so we can go a year without talking to them. We get together for a dinner, which has happened. We haven't spoken to them in months and we get together with them. And it's like, without skipping a beat, like we just pick up where our friendship left off. And I think that's, that's a really good sign of a good relationship is that like, you don't hold anything back and you don't assume the worst. It's just, you know, interests are different and you kind of drift. That's it. Well, and I think kind of building on that, uh, is number four, which is sometimes your schedules are also different. And I find that like, if you have a friend who is single versus you who has children, like you're, I know for both of us, we were both very scheduled with our kids. And so sometimes our schedule wouldn't necessarily line up with the schedule of someone who didn't have kids. Or if you have friends who have older kids, they're on a completely different schedule than your younger kids, right? So sometimes you get conflicting schedules and it just makes it harder uh, for you to meet up. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's actually, it's like naps, feedings, um, you know, you're exhausted. So going out after the kids go to bed isn't really an option or maybe not something that you necessarily want to do. Especially at first, right? Oh yeah, at first, for yeah. sure. But you know, yeah. once you get Once they're a little bed, older. Yeah. Yeah, but it's but it's true. Sometimes you're just like, ah, oh, I don't want, I just want to, you know, there's, it's something to be said that like, and it's so common that moms, like no matter how tired we are and how exhausted we are from the day, we stay up way past the bedtime that we should be after the kids go to bed, right? Like we stay up way all this time. And I know this kind of goes away from the friendship, but it's, it's so common is that like, even though you're exhausted and you know that you should go to bed, you stay up way later than you should because you want that quiet alone time. And sometimes like, it's just, oh, you're, I just don't want to talk to somebody else today. Well, and it's that you don't want to leave the house necessarily right like sometimes you just want to like veg out right so you don't want to have to like get dressed and go out and meet someone even if it's for coffee or something um or like a late dinner like you just don't feel like getting up and going out I actually remember so I was invited to a neighbor's house for like they were just having like a summer barbecue and I was pregnant with Caroline so the boys were like a year and a half and I said, um, I said, I'm going to try to stop by literally right next door. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to try to stop by. But I said, uh, you know, I'll see how putting the kids to bed goes. And the boys went to bed fine. But like, I was heavily pregnant. It was summer. I was just absolutely exhausted. I couldn't even make it next door. Like, <laughs> right. Like, you know, so sometimes like, you know, and they've got older kids next door. Right. So like their schedule is completely different than mine who like I had little kids. And even though it was next door, I just couldn't bring myself to get dressed and go next door. I I think this is where like, there's a difference between having mom friends and non-mom friends who are in a same phase of life, like same kind of journey world as you in the sense that like that can go both ways where you're just like you're just so tired or you're just not you know you just just want time to yourself you're not in the mood or you you have so little time that you know moms who are in the same kind of phase as you understand like okay like I get it you know we're busy um whereas like somebody who is you know either have older kids where they have all that you know they have newfound freedom that at some point we will get there too. 
or maybe they are living, you know, a parentless life. And um, it's easier for another mom to understand like, yeah, I didn't come over because I was tired. I didn't, I didn't feel like like putting more clothes on or like, I just wanted to go to bed or I just wanted to lay on the couch. And I think it's easier for mom friends to understand that as opposed, you know, compared to non-parent friends. And I think it gives a little bit more forgiving because of being in the same world, just, you know, with mom friends, there's a bit of a, a, a change there. Well, and it's interesting that you said that, like, you know, you kind of need to have mom friends who are kind of like in the same phase of life as you, because this kind of leads into number five, which is sometimes you, you meet, you either have a friend or you make a mom friend and, you know, you have different parenting styles, right? So that kind of makes it kind of harder for you to like, hang out with them if that makes sense and you're not necessarily trying to judge them no (laughs) or maybe you feel like you're being judged for your choices because your like your styles are so different right it's not necessarily you judging them being like oh I can't handle them it's you know it could be that like you are uncomfortable with you know the fact that you guys have two different perspectives and that's okay right because they're your children you choose how you raise them you make the choices that are best for your family um and if somebody disagrees with it well they can just you know go screw off because it's your family um and but in that moment when you're you know with someone that you're trying to build a relationship with like as a friend mom friend you're trying to build a relationship if they're new friends And you're like, oh, you know, these differences are kind of coming to the surface. It can be that you are afraid that you are being judged because I know like when I meet new people, um, sometimes I'm very confident and sometimes I'm, I'm more shy, believe it or not. I can be shy. (laughs) Um, as a child, I was like cripplingly shy. Um, and so I've really pushed that out of me for the, you know, really worked on that really hard over the years, but I still have those moments where I'm shy and I'd rather not take the lead. And, and, you know, in those moments, it's very easy to be, you know, self-conscious and, you know, doubt yourself as a parent. And I think that's just like generally as a parent as well, like we always second guess, like, are we doing the right thing? Which is something that we talked about in our last episode, right? Like, is like questioning, am I doing the right thing? Am I parenting the right way? And when somebody is doing something differently, then it can make things uncomfortable and, you know, not help grow or sustain a relationship. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that you think the person's a bad parent or harming their children or something, but like, you know, sometimes you just, just doesn't feel like there's no, no clicking. Right. Yeah. Like you and I talk about like, we have similar philosophies, but like we do different things. Like there's different things that we try with our babies, different products we like, you know, that's all good. But like the general philosophy, you know, that your kid is safe and healthy and trying to do the best is the same, right? Yeah. And it's not necessarily that other parents aren't trying to do their best. It's just their best is just something different than what you do. And it doesn't make it wrong or it works for them. But like, yeah, there's just not that clicking, right? That So like those people, they might just become acquaintances and, you know, you just don't necessarily hang out with them as much. 
Well, yeah. And I think that, you know, ultimately friendships, whether you click or not, is completely based on personalities and you get along with some people and you don't get along with other people. Like it's just, it, that's the reality. You're not friends with everybody. It's not possible because you might not get along or not sit well with their personality and they might not sit well with you. So it goes both ways again, but it, in parenting, I feel like, and this is something that, you know, has been talked about, not just in our podcast, but just generally speaking, like parents are judgy, right? And they are very, like, it's just, parents are judgy. And people in general are judgy. Yeah, but like people can be mean. And the whole thing about mom shaming that happens all the time, right? And, you know, the mom clicks and all that, like the groups, are you a crunchy mom? Are you a helicopter mom? Like all these little, you know, titles that people give to different parents and moms. And, you know, all of that is very um, not supportive. (laughs) Like it's very it, it, I'm trying to figure out how I'm trying to say this is like by giving people those titles, you're not, you're not offering support and you're not, it doesn't bode well. Let's just say if for someone, if you're going to have a different title given to you by someone or your personality or your philosophy is different and they're very presented in a negative way and maybe not as open-minded, then, you know, this kind of reason of like, you feel like you're being judged is probably going to come up or you don't want to be, or maybe you're doing the judging and you're like, Oh, I cannot handle this person. Sometimes parenting styles are different and that's, that's perfectly fine. You know, as long as the child is fed and happy and loved, like that's, that's what matters at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think too, like there are some things to remember when, you know, you start realizing that maybe a friendship is changing or a relationship is changing or it's kind of drifting away is there's a couple of things that maybe are good to remember is that one to know that it's okay for relationships to change and it's okay to grow apart if that's happening. It's, there's not, there's no, there's no fault in it. Right. And because we started off the episode with talking about how like our seasons of life change, our interests change, everything about us changes and grows. That's what happens when you're a person, right? You grow as you age, you know, everything changes and it's okay that you change because you wouldn't want to be the person you were when you were 13 years old. Like, would you think about yourself as a 13 year old? Would you want to be raising children as Amanda at age 13? No, I'm, I'm just like, even like the difference between me now and me 10 years ago, like, I feel like I'm, you know, I've, I've definitely evolved into, I wasn't a bad person back then, but like, I'm more confident and yeah. I really don't care. Again, another, <laughs> really don't care what people said. Yeah. An- another recent episode, but like, yeah. it's okay to remember, it's important to remember that it's okay that relationships change. There's no fault in that. And there's another thing too, to remember is like, and I am guilty of this a lot is that, you know, I have to remind myself not to assume the worst just because a relationship is changing or it's drifting or, um, I lose the relationship. I have to remind myself that it's not necessarily because I've done something wrong. Now that's just my personality. That's probably my background, like my history of, you know, 
bullying and all that feeling inadequate, all that stuff kind of, you know, comes to the surface when relationships change for me. And, um, but it's important to assume that it's not the worst case scenario. The other thing is too, like when a relationship changes or kind of disintegrates or floats away, um, that also means that you can find new connections, right? It frees you up to make new connections with new friends and build new relationships with people who are in the same season of life as you. Meaning like you can find mom friends and, and then you get very fluent in like mom, mom, a momversation. Okay. So bear with me. Do you know what a momversation is? No, but I can take a guess. <laughs> so a momversation is a convert when you were having a conversation with another mom you guys are talking about anything and you have to stop you know take care of your baby whip out a boob if you're breastfeeding throw a bottle in the mouth if you have older kids you know call them out for something they're that they're doing and then turn back to your friend that you're talking your mom friend that you're talking to and pick up your conversation exactly where you left off without skipping a beat it's like so smooth because that's a mom mom that's a momversation because only moms can multitask to the level of I'm having a conversation with you. I'm also watching and taking care of my child, see something needs to happen, pause my conversation with you, deal with that, and then jump back in without skipping a beat. That is a momversation. And when you become a mom, you can have those conversations with people <laughs> with your mom friendships. That is true. It does happen. But you definitely need your moms, right? You need your mom friends because your mom friends, especially the ones that are going through the same season of life as you, you know, they, they are your people, right? Like not that your other friends are less important, but like you just need that little support network that kind of helps you on your journey through motherhood. Thank you for listening to this episode of That Pregnancy Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for an upcoming show, we would love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Best Life Moms Club. Until next time.